Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast, your source for the latest tactics, news, battle reports, hobby talk, and general Legion chatter. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Legion 99 podcast. This is a very special episode, the Invader League episode. We have uh, quite a packed house here. I'm joined, as always, by Mike and Keegan. Um, Josh is with us again. Um, <laughs> uh, we have our buddy uh, Pat here with us. But sorry. Don't sound so excited, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. The person... got the... Someone gave him the leg. <laughs> um, we also have uh, the head honcho himself uh, of Invader League and uh, LTC and everything, uh, LJ Pena. How is everyone doing here? Hello, hello. Doing good. Did you skip someone? Or no, I got everybody. Over it. Okay. I got I got Pat too. Pat is uh Pat is our buddy. We're here to talk about Invader League, but we have a we're gonna talk to LJ a little bit first. Then we're all here. It's a it's a madhouse. Uh, everybody will get a chance to talk. Yeah, so we're gonna kind of keep to our our regular schedule here. We're gonna start with some news. Um, we're gonna start their conversation with LJ as part of that news segment. Then we'll cover some of the new things that were spoiled with the Magna Guard upgrades, the Fluttercraft, and briefly touch on the Droid Command cards, since I know a lot of the other casts have done that already. But I'm sure we probably have an opinion or two that doesn't match up with the uh, with the rest. And then finally, we're going to spend the bulk of today going over our Invader League prep. For anybody who didn't pay attention, um, about 48 hours ago, we did the kickoff show for Invader League where we revealed the groups and the lists and everything. So that's all live to the public, and everybody on the show today is playing. So we're going to give our our little hot takes and our thoughts ahead of that should be a, a fun, probably a little bit longer episode, but LJ, thanks for coming on today. As far as I understand, you're still running everything for invader league and basically the West coast Legion tournament circuit. So why don't you kind of give us an overview about what's going on in the next six months? Yeah. So just as kind of a, I guess a good place to start, you know, we did the invader league preseason show last night. Um, with its various hitches and all, I think it went well. And, you know, we were just excited to present everything like we do at the start of each season. Say, hey, this is what's new. This is what you have to look forward to. These are some of the fun maps this season and start to go over the, you know, over the groups. Um, personally, after taking a little bit more time now to digest them, you know, I got to say, I'm really happy with where, you know, the, the group polar landed this year uh, there are a lot of groups that i think are very well balanced um groups that will be very interesting to watch groups where hopefully we'll see some you know some new players start to shine uh, with such a large contingent of new players that have never joined innovator before playing this season um so i mean overall i think i'm just i'm really excited i'm glad we were able to hit uh 240 once again it's a fantastic number to have for an online tournament like this and really gives us a lot of great data to work with. Um, I'm excited we've been able to, you know, increase the prize pool and give prizes all the way down to 16th place. And, you know, the weekly giveaways, I think this season are going to be super fun, which thank you guys for adding on to that. And, you know, over overall, <laughs> once again, guys, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun season. I'm glad so many people have joined us and just, you know, really thankful that we can continue to put forward this product you know, basically every six months or so and, you know, see everybody excited to, uh, well, excited to join us. Um, I know you guys are going to dig a little bit more into the, you know, the lists and the meta and the takes and all that. Um, for those of you who are joining us today that uh, are actually playing in the league, you know, I just want to put out a friendly reminder 
make sure that you've read the rules, make sure you go over everything to make sure nothing has changed. Um, for those of you who played in single elimination, you want to use chess clocks. If your opponent agrees, you can use that this season. And I know I didn't mention that last night. So there are a couple of things like that that have changed that aren't, you know, maybe might not be super critical because maybe you weren't planning on using them. But you know, I recommend you familiarize yourself with because, like I said, Things are going to be just a little different this season than the last one. But, you know, we've got a couple weeks here, five weeks or so to play through the round robin. Uh, I can't wait to see, you know, what that data looks like when everything is all said and done. But we're going to be uh, starting on Monday, the 30th and going to October 3rd. Then we'll take a little bit of time to rehash and reassess and maybe add some new things to the mod if the opportunity arises. And then from the 9th of October till the 28th of November, we'll go through that sweet, sweet single elimination. Um, I know you said everybody in here that's on the cast today is playing. So, and I wish all you guys the best of luck in your groups um, for my judges in here. Good luck with that as well. I hope you guys uh, have easy pods and, uh, you know, don't have any, any troubles within your own groups and, uh, you know, Thanks for everybody that joined us and of course all the all the support staff and everybody that makes it happen, you know. We we couldn't do it without you. I've got Luke in my judging group for like the third season in a row now, so I know it's going to be uh, <laughs> difficult. I I appreciate that none of us got uh, in the same pod together. So That's right. Yeah, we I were stacked. I was quite excited year. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciate it as a judge that uh, I'm not going to have to spend uh, multiple hours a week reposting new lists. So this is a this is a, a exponentially less work for me this year <laughs> yeah one of the things that i had kind of mentioned before leading up to this season was um you know and i think actually keegan you were the person that kind of jogged this thought in my brain initially <laughs> um was you know it the what is invader league has changed over the you know mm. seven seasons that we've been running it and you know what we wanted to do as organizers was kind of take a step back and think to ourselves you know what is our focus going to be each season how much are we going to change each season are we doing too much at the same time you know there's just a lot of a lot of things that we think about or you know don't think about leading into a season and we discover halfway through and so you know we kind of took a critical approach to that this season with uh, with the maps and with the way that we run the league and i think it's an easier product for almost everybody involved. Um, of course, there's growing pains and, you know, we're in the list sorted out this weekend to make sure there's no problems and all that good stuff. But overall, I think from the TO perspective, from the judge perspective, um, this already feels like a smoother season. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it shakes out from the admin perspective too, not even just from the player perspective. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, so I mean, I unless you guys have any other specific questions, I that's Invader. I just I I'm waiting for Monday. I'm waiting for the games to start rolling in. And I mean, we've got <laughs> something crazy that we need to play. We need to play like I don't know, like ten games a day because it's like 400, 500, 600 games total, whatever it is. So you know, it's a lot, and it's going to be a long five weeks. And uh, I think I'm just kind of ready to get started. Yeah, me too. I've already got three scheduled for the first seven days that we're out. So I'm going to try to knock these out quickly. I saw and, the tra- ahead, I saw the traditional uh, announcements of or as early as possible scheduling, taking advantage of that. Uh, it's a GMT uh, just after midnight start, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see if by the time you're listening to this, there's already a handful of games played. So. And then LJ, you're also running uh, LTC, the Legion Tournament Circuit, as well. 
And I believe you've got a couple of events coming up partnered with Frontline Gaming with SoCal Open and Las Vegas Open, right? Yep. So we've, you know, talked about this, um, I'm sure, a little bit already. But I like to keep getting the reminders out there so people can put stuff on their calendars. Um, We've had Atlantic City whiz by. Thank you, Nick, for doing such a great (laughs) job there. Lone Star Open just recently in July also went fantastic. And thanks to Ben and Lupo and crew for doing a good job there. And now as we settle into the second half of the year, uh, we have SoCal Open to look forward to on the 22nd to 24th of October. So we're getting closer and closer to that. Um, I'll leave it to Keegan later if he wants to talk a little bit about prizes when we get closer, <laughs> because I know he's assisted us greatly there. But, uh, you know, overall, um, I think as we start to work closer and closer with Frontline Gaming, the Legion community is going to see that they are invested in us being successful. They see the kind of crowds that we've been drawing over the last couple of years and how fast we've grown compared to other new games and what kind of impact they make on the tournament scene after they arrive. And, um, you know, I think just the partnership has been really positive and uh, it's it's hopefully going to continue to grow to, uh, to great places as time goes on. Um, so after SoCal, we do have, we don't have a lot of details yet, but we do, of course, have New Orleans to look forward to um, from December 9th to the 11th. And now that uh, LSO has passed us, we should hopefully start hearing more about that soon. And then, of course, the big one, LVO, from the 28th to 30th of January, where we'll see 128 people duke it out in a single day. I can't wait to see <laughs> what that looks like. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be a massive event. I'm, I uh, feel bad I'm... for anyone judging that. We wouldn't have any of those people on that show. Yeah. I think yeah. there's three of them in the six-person cast. <laughs> yeah, bring your bring your walking shoes because uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy couple of days there in Vegas. But uh, yeah, no, I mean we've got a couple events uh, happening here in the near future that you know I'm just I'm glad to be a part of. Um, I'm I'm super happy we've gotten so many local tos involved to run these um, because it takes you know the pressure off my shoulders a little bit. But you know I think at each event we've seen so far um lso in atlantic city you know you can tell you can see the personal touch you can see it applied you can see the quality that is brought from that bottom-up approach and i think that's one of the things that you know shows how strong this community is is when we see that take effect at these events and that is something that is just again so cool and so unique to this community And, you know, I just I can't wait to see how it's replicated at, you know, SoCal and LVO and uh, and New Orleans. And I think, honestly, we will probably see more events added to the circuit as time goes on. Um, They are very interested in running something in the South North Carolina area, I hear. And hopefully they'll, you know, be able to announce stuff in that direction as time goes on. Um, I know they they want to do stuff in other regions. because we're already involved with the TOs that run events at, you know, Gen Con, Nova, Adepticon, I think you'll see those maybe officially adopted into that circuit as well and have other, you know, non-frontline gaming events uh, kind of all fall under the same loop. And 
you know, I'm happy that we can provide that sort of support because the whole goal of LTC was not to create a tournament circuit that spans the country. <laughs> it was simply to provide guidance. So primes looked the same. And I knew that if I played you at Adepticon, that you earned your invite in a relatively similar experience to me. And it's cool to see that spirit continued and the quality not only persist, but improve as the year has gone on. And that's pretty special to be a part of. Yeah, I'm really excited at the uh, at the footprint that LTC is getting out there, the partnership with FLG, the integration into non-FLG events. Uh, it's I, I think we've made no secret of it here. Uh, I, I'm also, I mean, you mentioned the price support for SoCal. I'm, I, I don't want to uh, steal any thunder from Lance and the crew for revealing, but I, uh, I, can, I am going to share one thing. Uh, anyone who follows, uh, f- follows us through 6UP Supply knows that we just released our amazing uh, new products, uh, the Force Flasks. Uh, laser sword uh, inspired cosplay accurate flasks. And I happen to know that our first two sold even before they, uh, they were ever uh, released to the public. Uh, we're in that prize package. So that's something that people can look forward to coming down there. Um, I'm also really excited to to like be partnering with LTC as an organization to really expand out the uh, the presentation. That that awesome streaming capability that we saw at LSO, we're, we're looking at ways to keep that going and, and keep it up. It was awesome for me to who couldn't make it down to LSO to watch uh, to, and, and follow along with the event. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to how you, you all are building that out too. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things that we really did to kind of up the tournament game way back in the yesteryear of, you know, 2019, when <laughs> tournaments uh, started to get a little a little bigger and a little more out there was, you know, was stream, share mm-hmm. the pictures, mm-hmm. you know, take the take the table pictures, share the video, make sure people can see everything that is happening, mm-hmm. because that creates that, you know, it creates FOMO. I mean, it creates the fear <laughs> of missing out. Absolutely. and. I hate to say it, but it's integral to the strategy. We yep. want people to say, hey, man, I wish I would have been able to go to that event. So next time they see it up for sale, they, they commit, they take the leap, and they see what you know, they see what our events and our tournaments are, are all about. And so I know that, uh, like you said, don't want to steal too much from Lance, <laughs> but I know that um, oh, hopefully over the next couple of weeks we'll be able to share more about some of the very cool prizes that have been put together for that event. And uh, hopefully you'll see, well, I am expecting anyway to uh, to be co-casting the stream for this one. Awesome. Um, so hopefully I will be there personally uh, uh, doing that and talking. Instead of playing, I really I really also do want to play. And, you know, there's so much cool droid stuff coming out in the future that you guys are going to talk about that I want to put on the table. But to be part of that you know, advertisement side of the house and get the word out there. That to me is worth it because at the end of the day, it's going to grow the community and make the community better. So no matter what I end up doing that, it's going to be exciting and I can't wait. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Besides it's way, it's way more fun to stream a three round event than it is to play one. I flew all the way to Dallas for that. So it's, I can put my money where my mouth is there. You can get really drunk the night before and not feel bad about it. <laughs> Fair. Wait till you hit 30. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, LJ, I appreciate you coming on with us there. 
It's an absolute pleasure to talk with you as always. Um, and I think you can stick around a little bit for the news, right? Yeah, may as well chat yeah. some upcoming news and then uh, we'll let you guys talk your invader list out. Sure. Well, let's uh, let's bring Josh into the fold a little bit here as he's been so patiently hanging out with us. <laughs> We're going to start with the, the new Wookiee Fluttercraft because I'm not even going to try to pronounce the first two words there. Um, but Josh, the Radal Nasp. The Radal Nasp. There you want to kind of walk us through the card that we've got? It's Klingon Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Fluttercraft, it is a support repulsor vehicle. It has um, six health, uh, three resilience value with white saves. It has surge to hit and surge defense. Uh, for 55 points, you are getting cover two. Uh, immune blast, immune melee, and immune range one weapons. It has reposition and speeder two on it. it. The only gun that comes on the unit card is a range one to two pistol that rolls black and white. Um, we have two other. Uh, we have two. What is that? Um, gunners that go on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, w- only one was revealed, and that was the NASP gunner, which is a range one to three uh, weapon that is fixed rear uh and it has two red two black impact one and pierce one on it for 25 points so it looks like these guys don't actually come in at 55 they always come in at 80 <laughs> that's uh that yeah. that gun is really good <laughs> you think surge hit fire supporting with pierce is good yeah, so this is a, a pretty, and uh, I think they gave us the uh, size of the base. Wait, was it the ATST base? Yeah, it's an ATST base. On yeah. stream, I think they said it was between. It was like somewhere. It was smaller than the saber base or something like that. But they were. But yeah, it seems like it's ATST. Yeah, base. smaller than the saber and larger than the ATRT, <laughs> which is the ATST base. That's that's they're, a range. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. So if that's on the ATST and not on the um, 120 millimeter that we saw for like the lat, um, so we're not going to see stuff like strafe on this. It looks like then. No, there is no strafe, and I don't think any of the speeders have strafe. I don't think repulsors can strafe, can they? They just they have to hover ground. Yeah. So I mean, just just looking at this from a purely movement perspective. If it's got that large of a base and you've got this fixed rear gun on the back and reposition as the icing on the cake, you know, I was seeing some people feel a little bit iffy about using this, but I'm I'm kind of a fan if that's the case, because I think you're going to discover very quickly that that's a pretty chunky angle that you're working with if that's the base that this thing has. That's That's not bad. I'm picturing this being, uh, it's got a lot of the capabilities of uh, an airspeeder with a permanently stapled free wedge Antilles and uh, um, basically the strength is out the back uh, with yeah. this particular gunner. Uh, and we, we, of course, haven't seen the second gunner that's uh, been teased uh, in the pack. So, Yeah, and, and Pat, I know you've been playing a lot of Republic over the past, I'll say, six months or so. How do you feel that these kind of stack up with Barks? So they, they kind of seem like they're going to be a replacement for you, something that you work in together? Uh, I mean, as far as a fire support platform, you can't really ignore that dice pool with Pierce. Um, I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> you might have to you might have to get used to setting it up, spinning around, and all that stuff. That's definitely going to be different for 
Uh, people like me that got into the game when Clone Wars dropped, mostly Republic, haven't, you know, messed with airspeeders too much. But, um, yeah, like Nick said, that, that dice pull is nasty. And I think naked, depending on what you're doing, you might take a park still. But, I mean, this gives a 55-point unit that can score a bombing run, so not bad. Yeah, that shores up potentially a clone's biggest weakness right now, which are those mobility-focused objectives like Breakthrough and Bombing Run especially. You know, mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're looking at an ATST that's going to move three times and drop a bomb, it's it's basically going to score from anywhere. And then <laughs> it has that gun if it passes them. <laughs> Just rip them. Yeah. And it's on that giant flight stand, apparently, so it's going to be really easy to get an out-of-cover shot that's now surging and piercing. So even if you can't you know, aim share because this isn't a clone trooper, by the time that you stick a Z6 with a fire support behind there, you're looking at like eight hits with Pierce yeah. out of cover. That's okay. Yeah, that seems good. <laughs> fair and balanced. Based off, based off well, I, to be fair, it doesn't have armor. Yeah, I, 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 I do think that they did a good they did a good job yeah. of balancing it because it's, you're going to get your alpha in and then you're a rebel trooper squad standing behind cover. <laughs> yeah, it's going to die really fast. Uh, the one thing yeah. it does have is like that immune blast is pretty good. Like yeah. that's yeah. a pretty good keyword with like the B two Haas running around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That camp, that's like I, I don't think I would take one of these naked over a bark speeder, uh, but that immune blast is like if you have a lot of B two players with like that run Haas in your local meta, <laughs> this seems not that bad. He's targeting yeah. me. I'm targeting <laughs> both of us. <laughs> you guys up to certainly. Six, I think it's. Uh, no, just the four. <laughs> just four. Certainly, I think its biggest weakness is going to come from the rear uh, firing arc from that gun, because that's going to take a lot of skill to figure out how to use. You can't just hold back like a T-47 and then move so many inches and then hit them barely at range three. You're going to have to plan a lot. It doesn't have that. full pivot either. So, yeah, yeah, you have to, like, you're probably going to have to, like, come in at angles, reposition Hit, move yeah. again, reposition the second time, and then get them, and then try and run away and survive. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely feels thematically like a very glass cannon unit. It should be cool. I can't wait to see the models. Um, not necessarily to uh, assemble them and paint them myself. <laughs> yeah, we saw the renderings, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and one sure. of the most fun conversations we're going to have is where's line of sight drawn from amongst all of those spindles? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know, well, if only we I... had a plan for that. Yeah, I feel like there might be a plan for that. Ooh. Well, shall we spoilers. switch over to our our Magna Guard heavies here? Yes. What were you? Yeah, let's we're do all it. Here for. Yeah. We spent some time talking about the Magna Guard uh, Unicard last time, uh, and uh, then uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're the suffering stuff. the I think it's the Outrider curse where they immediately released <laughs> the heavies after Stand we released really something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's time to switch our weeks. We'll just take a, a one week gap between the next episode. <laughs> it's fine. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna reveal the Spider Droid card on Monday. I'm telling you, you guys are gonna be listening. Yeah. To this gonna have it. Yep. And I'm salty. <laughs> Uh, let's uh let's channel your salt into a better reason and talk about the rps nick because i think you're, oh. I, think you're pretty, I think you're pretty thrilled about this as a drone yeah, player aka the best rps uh rps <laughs> so the rps6 makes an appearance once again in the magna guard expansion um it is range two to four red black and a white uh that is unchanged however what has changed is this one has critical one and it does not have cumbersome uh it retains the impact too. It's 28 points. Uh, 
yeah, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good unit there. That's a pretty good mini. Um, uh, not having cumbersome feels like a. Uh, it's a droid thing because the mm-hmm. B one rocket launcher doesn't have cumbersome anyway, and like I always felt like that was that was because it's being carried by a droid. Like it should efficiently be able to move and shoot its gun. Um, it doesn't get tired. Yeah. It's designed to do that. It's programmed for that. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the same way. This thing also gets critical one, which I don't believe we've seen on any of the other three. Are we at three RPSs now, or is this the fourth? Um, this is our fourth, fourth I think. Yeah. Barks, land speeder, Barks, and then yeah. clones. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. only ones that don't have it are empire. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sad. HH 12. <laughs> uh, it's 28 points. Um, this is this is real. This is a really good upgrade. This is uh, it's a, it's such an odd unit to have a rocket launcher because it's a like it's a skirmisher. It's a range one to two unit. Um, it has guardian. Uh, but I mean, you know, the other option at twenty eight points is also pretty good and very different than the RPS. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike, do you want to take that one? Yeah, um, the Electro Whip Magna Guard is a versatile versatile unit just like general grievous's gun but it's melee and range one with two red dice and immobilize one so if it deals a wound it can give an immobilize token out there i don't really think you're going to be split firing with this weapon very often two red dice these days it still can be pretty difficult to force a wound through on anything that you actually want to put an immobilize token on but if you can get this on a full unit into a like a force user for example i mean by the time that you have your retinue aim and offensive push and all the other crap that you can get from the super tactical droids, you're going to force at least one wound through on those seven dice onto a force user. And one or two Magna Guards can really slow down someone coming into your lines. They seem to be mm-hmm. arguably the most effective linebacking unit when it comes to variety, because even that RPS can punch through a bus at range two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this feels like a big like middle finger to Operative Luke, who has disengage. It's like, oh, just now. <laughs> this feels like a middle finger to Operative Vader, man. You can't even spur if he's got a mobilized token. Sure. <laughs> yeah, these guys are definitely designed uh, and, and thematically so as the uh, if you're coming in fast and rely on mobility and you're and you're going to try to cut things up, we're we're here to stop you and keep you from getting to anyone else. Uh, I love the use of versatile in here as well. Uh, that I feel like that lands most heavily on cis and i really i really think it's applicable into the magnet guards and on, on this whip it's really cool to see yeah i tend to agree i like that both these upgrades are costed the same um it really yeah. like lets yeah. you it re, you really get to make a choice here it's not like if one of them does turn out to be a little bit better than the other one they're the same price so if the one that is like slightly maybe not as good you feel like as the other one at least it's not more expensive like you know you have a choice here, but both of these seem fantastic. Yeah, I'm the too expensive unit is the generic. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, then there's how a many, generic. Uh, how many boxes of Magna Guards are you guys getting now that you've seen both these? I'm two. just getting the one. Okay. Oh, how I sad. did too. I'll, I'll have to get. I'll have to get three so that that way I cover the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> probably two. Yeah, I mean that's probably not a bad idea. I'll change my mind a month into it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think like running, running three with heavies is probably gonna end up being too expensive yeah like i because as i've done my own like list crafting and theory building like three with heavies just hasn't quite worked but because you get the two unit cards i've built list with just three 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 that i've been fine uh, they've yeah. just been like good little linebackers or like two with the two with the whip one that 
specifically just escort the commander and the mm. two with the whips are annoying or two with the rocket to provide security and or line back like there's been so many ways that i've been able to like plug and play these into existing lists and lists with the super tactical that like i feel pretty confident in that decision so far and i haven't really been like man i wish i would have got the third i i feel pretty well covered i don't know about you guys yeah i always I think that sums extra, it up but yeah yeah. No, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> 100%. So for our dro- Super Tactical Droid Command Cards, since I know a lot of the other casts have covered these already, we thought we'd do something a little bit more fun today, and we'll read off the card and have one person just kind of give a hot take about it. Yeah. Dibs on the two-pip. Dibs on the two-pip? All right. Oh. <laughs> Josh, do you have any preference on the one or the three-pip then? Uh, I will take... I suppose I'll take the one-pip. All right. Uh, Keegan, since you clearly have something in mind, let's go ahead and start with the two-pick. <laughs> yeah, uh, as opposed to what other casts and other other people said, I don't like this art. I think it's stupid that Anakin's getting punched. Uh, and it has nothing to do with me going full Anakin for Invader That's League. a horrible take. <laughs> oh, man. That is a bad, somebody, that is somebody a bad ban take. him. Oh. <laughs> it's the best art in the game. It is. <laughs> I am. That being I am said, if anyone's, yeah. if anyone's listening to to just us, two pip is preservation protocols, two droid troopers or AI units. Uh, when the super tac droid issues an order to a droid trooper unit or unit with AI, it gains disengage, impervious, and one dodge token. So that is a scary, scary, scary card, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially on naked Magna Guard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that one, the one pip, they too will suffer. Um, just like uh, Kalani. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm ever playing this card. That is going to be my hot take on this. It's very niche. Um, I think there are cases that it will work. Uh, The problem is uh, a lot of the operatives, uh, droids definitely don't care about this. A lot of operatives, uh, they can find their way around it with certain cards that are already, uh, that are already attached to them. So, I mean, it'll have its uses. I, it's not my favorite. Of, it's my least favorite of the one pips so, uh, or of the std command cards lj you want to take us through the three pip yes i can um so for the three pip it's got two different parts and my hot take is that you're probably going to use one of the parts um i i like the i like the recover i mean it's it's a great ability free recovers um it's you know one of the very few things for me as a pre-imperial player has kept veers relevant is the fact that his three pip allows free recovers and so i'm going to take it for that and probably that exclusively um i don't hate reinforcements um i think it's a good keyword and i'm probably going to use it on the super tactical that has it however comma i think a lot of droid builds make it so you can just build reinforcements into your list by building your list a certain way and you probably won't use that as much as you think you would that would be terrifying on empire units <laughs> yeah there there were a couple that came to mind right away that i would love to see get reinforcements and none of them were droid units so that doesn't help <laughs> All right, so we also got two new keywords in this little ROG dump that happened, I guess, about 72 hours ago. Um, A small fiasco with some proofreading errors when it first came out, but that was quickly rectified about an hour later, and 
we do have our updated grammatically and rules-wise accurate RRG entry. Um, I really like that they're shifting to the single page updates that are going to be on this little hub. Um, that's going to be linked in the main Legion Discord under Legion rules as well. And I'd imagine uh, our lovely Facebook admins have it somewhere on that page as well. If not, hint, hint. Uh, get that up there. Yeah, I'll have to talk to those people, uh, whoever they are. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and first, actually, yeah. pe people don't uh, don't notice this as much as I'd like them to, but in some of the intro posts on the rules forum, believe it or not, I do put the rule books there. There's an intro post. <laughs> Reading is for chumps. <laughs> the old Luke Luke Cook style. I see. <laughs> We've hung out too many times. Uh, but we've got two new keywords that we're going to briefly touch about here, um, overrun and self-destruct. And Nick, I know self-destruct tends to rustle your jimmies, so let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> a weapon with a red self-destruct icon is a self-destruct weapon. Self-destruct weapons can be used only during self-destruct attacks. Uh, uh, please, spider droids, I assume. <laughs> uh, yeah, this seems, this is really exciting. Um, I mean... Imper poor Imperial players, though, have been crying for Viper Probe Droids for, like, three years now. And, like, because they also have self-destruct features, usually. Uh, so, I mean, like, maybe maybe we're getting them t soon, too. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, one of the things, if you'd, like, go on Wikipedia, you see on the Spider Droids, it's like they have a self-destruct feature. So, uh, yeah, I'm buying at least three Spider Droids because that's how many you can run. <laughs> and I'm just going to maybe run them as kamikaze self-destruct things, assuming they have a melee attack. Like, uh... <laughs> Um, I don't even think they need a melee attack at that point. No, but then why are you even... Sh I guess they're vehicles, so you just, like, run around and stomp over everything. <laughs> Seems good. Do, do self, is self-destruct an a attack action? It is a free attack action. Or yeah, it so just, the first, the first yeah. bullet point says a unit can perform a self-destruct attack as a free action during its activation if it has at okay. least X wound tokens. Okay, because so, I'm just wondering if you can like attack and then self destruct, like if you're getting ready to. It seems kind of good, right? Yeah, that would be cool. Double attack. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, interestingly enough, it's actually a little bit of each because it self destruct is a free action that allows you to perform an attack. So it actually has some very interesting wording in there. So would you be limited to the two attacks per activation? Well, yeah, I feel like you probably can't do another one after this, but yes. <laughs> you left yourself open. What can I say? Yes, you couldn't. Uh, you couldn't fire off with it and then blow yourself up. That, that but that is. That, I'm glad you bring that up because you know that is something that uh, that people are going to have to think about when they run this unit. Yeah. It's, it looks like it's like uh, it also targets friendly and enemy units. That's what it says mm -hmm. here. So that's something to think oh, about yeah. but i guess just don't like don't put your spider droids next to each other don't, don't put it next to kraken you'll be fine <laughs> or put them put them next to each other if you really want to get uh if, if you're worried yeah. that they're not going to shoot you for the wounds and you can just start a chain <laughs> so oh, on the third bullet point it says defeated and removed from play so i'm guessing you can't heal and repair it back and then blow up again next time <laughs> 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 doesn't look like it oh too bad darn <laughs> well but wait, maybe we could make a token for that. <laughs> yeah, if only we knew somebody with a laser cutter. <laughs> uh, Should we go over overrun? Sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Should we rampant speculation on units uh, that it's going to show up on first, or should we talk about the keyword? <laughs> Let's talk about the keyword. All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and take it since I'm already talking. Overrun X, overrun weapon. Uh, a weapon with a red overrun icon is an overrun weapon. Overrun weapons can be used only during overrun attacks, and a unit may make X overrun attacks during its activation. Now, that's an interesting uh, nuance into here uh, that goes directly to our, our last question. Um, so basically, it sounds like there's some weapons that uh, after it performs a standard move uh, in which it moved through an enemy unit, uh, it can... It'll complete the move, resolve any displacement, and then uh, perform the attack with uh, just the overrun weapon. Uh, and some extra bullets in there about uh, it's not a range attack, it's not a melee attack, it's an overrun attack. Uh, you can't fire support this thing. Cover doesn't work. Uh, did I miss anything else significant? Oh, and there's not, uh, unlike a range attack, you don't automatically get a suppression unless that uh, weapon also happens to have the suppressive keyword. So... The fact that there's a specific bullet point that says fire support cannot be used on it kind of lends me to believe this is going to be on a Republic unit. Rebels. It could be on a Rebel unit. It could be on a Rebel uh. unit. Just doesn't strike me as a droid unit, because this kind of sounds like something that that spoiled no. snail tank would potentially have. Oh, that's a good call. Uh, Who knows? The spider, the spider droids could have fire support. They Man, could. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll spider droids overrun. with overrun attacks. And attacks and explosion uh, self-destruct attacks. Yes, please. Yeah, yo, dog. I heard you like attacks. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll errata um, overrun man. onto uh, onto Darth Vader. So you self-destruct self and then fire support it with the first one, which injures the second one, which then <laughs> self-destruct. And this is why I hate yep. CIS players. Oh, wow! <laughs> Says the clone uh, player and- over here. <laughs> Just, I use Jedi. just to be clear for for any of our listeners, uh, we we have long since jumped the shark on rampant speculation and confusing real rules with made up rules. So <laughs> if you're confused, uh, it's not real. Yeah, yeah we already we have our no idea. Real information. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think that just about wraps up our news segment, and <laughs> I think we're going to shift into our invader list and pods discussion for the rest of the episode. So, LJ, I appreciate you coming on. I, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your, your afternoon here this weekend. It's pouring rain all over the East Coast, so I hope the West Coast is treating you a little bit nicer. Yeah, you know, minus the uh, 99 or 100 degrees it's supposed to be today. It's fantastic. And the 150 AQI from the rampant wildfires. So Yeah. Poison, fire yeah. or rain. <laughs> well, we'll get the heat first, and then I'm going to get the fire next week. But that's a cool. conversation for a later podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys letting me come on and chat. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you enjoy your uh, Invader League speculation, meta discussion, and uh, all your matchups that you got in your groups. Uh, you know, I hope everybody enjoys their seasons. And, uh, you know, again, just thanks for letting us uh, make our product every season. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks, Elton. We are going to take on. a short break here and we'll be right back. And we're back to jump into our uh, Invader League pod and uh, performance and list analysis. So uh, we've got our roundtable of our of our usual hosts plus our special guests. Uh, we're going to go straight into a special guest, Josh, to talk about his list uh, pod and all of that stuff without sounding too much like Turn Zero Lists. Josh, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, interesting thing, I, I asked the, uh, the Invader League admins, I said, hey, give me a hard group. 
I got a hard group. <laughs> I um, I didn't get the group of death, I don't think, but it's not an easy one. Uh, I'm playing against... Uh, so I myself am actually changing. I'm not bringing droids per usual. I'm actually bringing Republic this time. It's not oh. Rexstar. Uh, I am playing against another Republic player, which is Timbo. Uh, you guys will know him as the tank guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, three other separatists, which is Grammar Police, Tate Ball, and Tyler Carnes. Uh, and then the last one is going to be a rebel player, which is Stevens. Um, so just the names themselves, I'm kind of worried going in. Uh, my list, I designed it to be more of an anti-armor list. Uh, my experience at LSO, there were uh, I expected a lot of armor. I didn't expect that much armor. So I'm kind of guessing that Invader League follows on that path. Uh, I did bring a 800-point Republic list, 11 activations, it is with clone commander, aggressive tactics. I have a, a naked R2-D2, two phase twos, both with Z6, a phase one with fives, three uh, DC-15 strike teams. And then here's the uh, anti-armor I brought. I have three bark speeders, uh, two with ion and one with RPS. And I know I've been harping on barks for a very long time, um, but Nick and I have done some testing with uh, with this and a few others in the group playing against a double uh, heavy rebel list. And I think it does okay against it. So Nick, you, Nick, what do you think? Yeah. Um, it's a lot of impact. It's a lot of, cause you have uh, what two, one RPS or two RPSs and the other uh, ion? one RPS, two ion. Two ion. Uh, and the reason being is I was thinking that the RPS kind of loses some of its value against droids. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't care about the impact as much of droids, but the ion, especially with all the B2s that I think I'm going to be seeing. And actually now that lists are revealed, I am going to be seeing, I think ion's going <laughs> yeah, to be useful. <laughs> you got yeah. like what? Three CIS in your pod. Uh, yeah. Three CIS, yeah. one rebel, one other yeah. Republic list, which happens to be a saber list. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, Stevens is bringing a 12 act, uh, Sabine in double T 47 list. I'm kind of worried about that a little bit. Luckily, Sabine doesn't have a dark saber, so I don't think anyone's going to get in and shred up my core units. Um, but two T47s at 12 activation can be difficult, and Barks can melt. Uh, so I, I am a little bit worried about that just because he has me on activations. Mm-hmm. Um, the Republic list is kind of Timbo's standard saber list. It's pretty much Padme, R2 with 3PO and a saber. Um, this one also kind of worries me because Ion only has impact one and then mm-hmm. the saber is going to have surge tokens and yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to roll some extra crits. Game. Yeah. Originally when I built this, I had a phase one with an RPS and I yeah. would have preferred using that to fire support here. Um, but you know, I'm just going to hope I get damaged through on that saber. Cause if I can get an ion token on that tank, I, I think I'm going to be good for that round. One yeah, of our locals next- plays uh, something similar a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's uh quite annoying to play against but like yeah. if you you know if that's all you know that's all you know yeah and getting damaged is going to be a pain so uh the one was the other list i'm really worried about is uh, an 11 act uh triple stap 2b2s and maul list and this maul doesn't have saber throw unfortunately it does have choke which uh kind of eats up my entire army uh, yeah. So we'll see about that. Uh, hopefully my ions can stop that a little. 
The other one is a double AAT. I've played a lot of double AAT in, in, in my time. And so hopefully that prepares me for this, but man, red saves and ion, it kind of just laughs that off sometimes. And then the last list I think I'm going up against is a, uh, triple B2 with, uh, with an AAT. And that's, so, uh, really, that's interesting. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just, uh, what the, the B2 list that we saw earlier with Maul, but yeah, I guess it's just you're swapping in an AAT for Maul. So, yeah, it's not a bad idea. AAT, because he's got the AP shells, he can always move in. He doesn't have to stay further away. Um, yeah. so he can just cycle at range two or three and give mm-hmm. those B2s mm-hmm. some cover. Um, and again, a lot of his units, uh, the downside of Barks, like, against B2s and AATs is they can one-shot. I can easily get one-shot. So um, yeah, maybe I'll just roll blocks and I'll be fine. <laughs> but it, it's it's a pretty tough group. I'm excited because I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I wanted a really challenging group. Uh, if I go 3-2, and two, I'll be happy. If I go 4-1, and one, I'll be even happier. So nice. Yeah, it looks tough. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> I'm going to need it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Josh. Uh, Pat, you want to take us next into uh, what you brought? Sure. Um, the ever so commonly seen Anakin's going to be leading my list here. Nice. The hero um, of the Republic. <laughs> the uh, kind of what you'd expect: saber throw, force push, endurance, defensive stance, and that lovely flaw card. Mm-hmm. Um, clone commander with vigilance, a naked R two, a phase two with a Z six, a phase two with fives, a phase mm-hmm. one with an RPS, and a phase one Z six. And then the usual uh, three strike teams with DC-15X, 10 activations, 800 points. Uh, probably the only way you can really get to 10 have a decent <laughs> list with a force user. Um, unless you go uh, to Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a counter to that in a couple of uh, a couple of rounds, but we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> unless, you, uh, unless you go Barks or RTs, uh, it's probably the only way you can do it. Um, brought this list. Obviously, Saber Throw is nice with fire support. Impact 3, Pierce 3, expecting to see, as Josh said, a lot of armor to out. Uh out. Wookiees are annoying. It's a little easier to kill them as well. Uh, air speeders are going to be flying all over the place. B2s, this is kind of one of the best ways to deal with them, yep. especially as it currently stands. And you really don't want to face B2 Maul and not have an answer for Maul. So yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like this is if you play it right, can be one of the best counters to everything else. And if you play it wrong, you're just going to get smoked. So <laughs> hopefully I do the former, that not is, the latter. That is the awesome. force user life though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. The force user life. Yep. So what yeah. is your, uh, uh, and which pod are you in and, uh, and what's that pod look like? Uh, I'm going to be in group nine and yeah. I somehow have no Republic or separatists besides wow. myself. Um, really? Got three empire and two rebels. Just a little, oh my goodness. just a little Clone Wars holdover into the Civil War. Yeah, it's, it kind of looks like first. <laughs> it, it looks like a lot of this is uh, like early Legion units. It's, it's going to be interesting. I haven't seen much of it lately, so that might be to their advantage. Uh, the one mm-hmm. list is going to be seven eighty two. It's eleven axe Iden, Beers, triple bikes, uh, three strike teams, and three storms with captains. So if I get bombing run, I might be SOL there. <laughs> um, <laughs> next one might be the same story. 12 act air speeders. Um, 
six Rebel Troopers, two of the Astromex, and three ATRTs with laser cannons, and of course R2D2. Uh, 776. So again, <laughs> bombing run is not preferred, but uh, we'll see what we do there. Uh, then we got an Iden officer, two storms with Astromex, another storm ISF. Um, Inferno Squad, a Scout Trooper Strike Team, and an ATST. So I'm seeing all kinds of stuff here. Um, should be a lot of fun. Like I said, I haven't seen too many of these, especially lately. Um, that's gonna how be. Does, uh, how does that fit? It's <laughs> not, it's nine activations and actually has a twenty point group. So I think that's why, because it's missing the third ISF for okay. the uh, Strike Team. Okay, that makes more sense, I guess. Yeah, and there's no heavies on the stormtroopers, so I guess that's where they made their cuts. Oh. Okay, um, okay. Now, now it fits. Okay. <laughs> I was very confused. Now for a we understand. <laughs> Some, something else from early on, for the most part, is uh, we got a Han Chewie list with uh, two vets with heavies, both with the medical droids, uh, two Mark Twos, uh, Pathfinders with Pal. A strike team with the sniper, an RT, and then the only thing made since I started playing is the AA5 speeder truck in that place. It's going to be 800 points, 10 activations, so I have a chance at a uh, blue player for once. And then the last one's going to be 10 Act Empire, 785, with uh, an officer, Bosk, with Season Hunter, Vader, with Push, Throw, and Endurance. Uh, it's Operative Vader. Mm -hmm. uh, short troopers with a t21b overwatch a mortar an hh12 stormtrooper unit with hey, hey, they need their impact somehow yeah gotta get That's, the impact it's not their it's fault meta. their gun's bad <laughs> it was just funny because i remembered uh nick's joke about that earlier when the empire's going <laughs> without the rps and he's like they got the hh12 it's fresh <laughs> Um, another That's naked... a lot of impact with saber throw. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. yeah. it's like impact six a turn. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's not a that's not a bad play at all, especially. Oh boy, like if you could only fire support at every turn. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, we are off the rails. <laughs> I, think, I think you mean or at all, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> the medical droid in the stormtrooper unit. <laughs> And then uh, Royal Guards with Tenacity and two strike teams, uh, 785. So it looks like I'll be read a lot. Um, I think only <laughs> two in terms of build scare me for being red. Uh, obviously, bombing runs are not a favorite of Anakin clones. Without barks, of course. <laughs> we'll caveat that. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, I mean... <laughs> I, I think I'm in okay shape, but I mean, that's why you play the games. And again, yeah. that uh, turn zero could be brutal for me for two of those games. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat, is, is this your first Invader League? Uh, it is my second. I second. ended up in a somewhat tough group last time, and it was due to TTS, which should have practiced a little more and taken my list a little more seriously. I was like, oh, I'll just have some fun and run Obi-Wan and Anakin. If yeah. I ran real list, I might have won a little more. <laughs> we have some experience with that here, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't a second. I mean, yeah. I... <laughs> I mean, two of those games went to points, so I guess I did all right, but uh, awesome. I didn't win. Awesome. 
Cool. I'm excited to judge this group. Um, not because there's any kind of favoritism here, but because they're <laughs> units that I've been judging for the last three years and I've got the rules down pat. There's, there should be a lot of weird displacements and things going on here with only one bus. So. Was that pun intended? Down pat? Uh-huh. No, it was not. <laughs> but uh, it should be, but, um, should be rules that I know fairly well. So awesome. Um, yeah, I expect to get the uh, the ass end of every every judge <laughs> So if anybody in this group, uh, I'm not too familiar with any of the names, um, but if any of you guys are listening, I definitely won't get favoritism, and you'd be much better off if Nick was. We don't actually, actually like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I wasn't kicked off the first time I said anything. <laughs> Well, moving on to the next person who probably shouldn't have been kicked off yet, uh, Keegan. There we <laughs> go. We're, we're going to segue. No, you've been so, you're obviously so Every, excited to talk about your list. Everyone else got a nice intro, and he's like, hey, uh, Keegan, you're off the show, and hurry up. <laughs> you're fired, but do this work before you go. No, no. Nick is actually on our list. I just, I, I can't say that to Nick because he's close by and he'll beat me up. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> all right. Worse, I'll break your B2s that are on my desk right now. <laughs> exactly. He's got leverage. Uh, yeah, I'll jump in. I'm excited yeah, yeah, to come back in. I am judging uh, groups 15 and 16, but I'm playing, and I'm in group 12. Um, historically, anyone who has seen me play uh, the last three or four, Invader League, I think I think Invader League 3 was my first season. Um, I, have, uh, I have a long-term tradition of being a rebel, uh, affectionately off-meta, but actually jank <laughs> player uh i think almost every invader league i've brought as my primary list uh a a, a gin and pathfinders uh a base of some sort um i uh am moving away from that i'm i'm trying to i i got a bug uh to try to tr- try out some force users uh i couldn't just get my head around sticking with rebels and doing luke so i'm jumping over to the republic this time uh, and after months of trying to do exactly what Pat said and make Obi-Wan and Anakin work, uh, I, <laughs> I came to a crisis of faith a few weeks ago and uh, asked this asked uh, my peers here the question, um, do, I, do I actually take this seriously this time? Um, and they said, as seriously as you ever do. So what we're doing is Anakin <laughs> uh, with Saber Throw, because uh, in an armor meta, I think that's definitely important. I'm bringing the Clone Commander. I gave up on making Obi-Wan work uh, with Vigilance and a, uh, and, a, and a scanner on there to help stack dodges on Anakin. A uh, b- handful of Phase 1s. Uh, one of them has uh, fives. One of them has the RPS. Two of them just have uh, some more portable scanners, because I love me some dodges. Uh, and I am rounding it out with three barks, uh, two of them packing the RPS. Uh, the RPS and the barks was a, a heated debate between Josh and I, and we, we decided to just agree to disagree and each do our own thing. So Josh is bringing the ion for the test, and I'm bringing pure RPS. <laughs> so um, looking forward to it. Uh, I, I like this list. I like what An- where Anakin is a lot, especially um, against armor. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing around um, with some of those... Uh, having a lot of fire support options from that RPS uh, with a reliable token from direct, uh, but also not only Anakin, but also stacking RPSs <laughs> on attacks off of the, um, uh, what are they, off the barks. Uh, at times. So that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm coming into it with. And my group did not disappoint. Um, I'm the, I am also the only Republic player in this group. Uh, I, I have two rebels and three separatists, uh, 
and uh, oh, I did. So I, I landed on 10x also, but I did settle on a six point bid, uh, which is pretty much like right in the middle of either do it or don't that I was seeing a lot of our conversations being. But I, I ended up uh, with exactly uh, two and a half chances for blue. Uh, I, I'm clean blue for two of my matchups. I'm clean red for two, two of my matchups. And one of them, I have the exact same uh, bid. So it's going to be the coin toss. Um, uh, I'm paired with a, uh, a Bay Area local, uh, a Sire. Some listeners to the cast uh, will remember I talked about playing him uh, when I went up to that tournament a couple months ago. Uh, I've known him for a couple of years now. He has always been a high activation player. He played 13 act Imperials when it was cool. He played 13 act Separatists when it was cool. And he he's blowing my mind by playing a no bid Maul double AAT list. Uh, <laughs> at nine activations out of boy yeah it's uh uh not gonna lie he, he's a he's an excellent player uh I, and and that's that many aats i'm not really looking forward to uh, fortunately he's got armor piercing shells so he's he doesn't he he's gonna have to choose a little bit uh if he wants to sling high velocity but barrage kind of makes that choice easy probably um if I only do... you could take away two actions from that aat yeah, well, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, if I kill it, I take away a bunch. <laughs> um, oh, I, I'm sorry. I inverted my numbers. I have three rebels and two separatists. Um, so, uh, Sires, uh, the Mall Double AT, uh, Killadelphia, which I believe is a local up to you all. Uh, local yeah, he's uh, localish to me. Cool. He's bringing, and it stalled out on me, he's bringing uh t-series mall oh it's a it's a it's a mall h b2 ha with a, a full set of bx uh commandos so that's going to be um spicy <laughs> looking forward to that one uh the rebels i've got a good spread there are uh there's at least one heavy in each of the rebel lists um i've got uh i've got an operative luke and a bus with uh i think there's wookies in every list too <laughs> with a set of wookies uh i've got a Cassian K2 and an airspeeder with wedge, uh, backed up with Wookiees and bets. Uh, and then I've got, where'd my last one go? Uh, I've got Rebel Officer Sabine. I like this one, actually. This is a list that I could see myself playing um, at some point. Uh, it's Rebel Officer Sabine R2. Uh, Rebel Troopers doing Rebel Trooper things with some medbots. Uh, one set of Wookiees with a bowcaster, Clan Wren to go along with Sabine. And a uh, and an A five kitted out with a gonk and tactician and shriv and the onboard comms. So uh, I'm glad I brought all the impact I did. I think there's going to be relevance in almost every one of my matchups. Uh, I I definitely this is not going to be an easy easy pod by any means. Uh, I I am glad that I'm not going to have to close it out playing against Nick again though. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to, looking forward to Vader League and uh, starting to get starting to figure out what schedules and get that stuff set up. So. Uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned the the mall double AAT being pretty good uh, in Legion Premier League. Josh and I kind of ran that to good effect. <laughs> Essentially, ran the table with it, and then gentlemen's agreement not to play it in the finals against each other. So it's uh, it's effective. Had. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think I think I have so much PTSD from that LPL season <laughs> that I need I need to get over that, or else I'm just going to freeze uh, and lose at the beginning. <laughs> Luckily for you, you've had a lot of practice against those double AATs. I have, yeah. So with completely different lists. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's like the same thing. It's fine. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Nicholas. Oh boy. 
use my full name. I'm in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I am. Uh, this will be my third Invader League season. Um, I'm in uh, group 17. Um, uh, I did not actually get any heavies <laughs> in this spot. <laughs> I am the only one running heavies. Um, there are a few armor pieces. If you count B2s, uh, ATRTs are obviously armor pieces. They are fine. They are armor. Um, but So the list that I am bringing, I have talked about it a lot. Uh, two AA5s, uh, three Wookiees. So the AA5s all have the quad gun, tactician, gonk, and the onboard comms. All three Wookiees have bowcasters and tenacity. One of them has recon intel because, you know, they can't all fit in the bus. Uh, I have an, I have R2. I have three rebel troopers. Uh, the rebel troopers are naked. This is where I kind of made my change at the last minute um, because I did have an astromech in there, but I swapped the astromech out to put improvised orders on my officer because I've been having a lot of order issues. Um, unfortunately I don't get direct and coordinate, uh, you know, my auto include upgrades in my faction. So, <laughs> oh no, oh no, I have to drive two buses. <laughs> yeah, I know. With three furballs. Yeah, oh no. Anyway. Don't figure next to saltiest one going through his lineup here. Uh, so I'm at 797. Um, I'm at 797 points. Uh, I have that little three point bid. I think I get blue player once, which is <laughs> kind of adds up for three points. There's one 800 point list in here. Um, I'm excited because I'm playing five people who I've never played before and I don't really know. So I'm excited to like uh, talk to some new people, play some new people. Um, I do get to, I am the only rebel player in the pod, but there are two separatists, one Republic and two Imperials. Um, and a lot of these lists are not what I expected to see. Um, I got, you know, I talked about it a little bit before we started recording that like, this is some stuff that like, I wasn't exactly prepared for. So I'll go over them real quick. This one is not surprising. Uh, uh, BG Moore is playing a, uh, 13 activation droid list. Uh, it's you know, pretty standard. It has one repair droid in there, a couple E5Ss. Um, and a 40-point so bid. <laughs> uh, no, only 11. Um, he's got a lot of upgrades on there. Um, two sta- two staffs have the link targeting array. One has an HQ uplink. Um, three BX sniper strike teams. Um, a T-Series. A T-Series has aggressive tactics. Um, and the B1 that has the worker droid also has electro binoculars. So he's only got five heavies, but he does have the, the repair droid and electro binoculars. That's where, that's where the rest of his 40 points are right there. Um, <laughs> um, so that's not something that, uh, I, I, something that like, I definitely am not surprised that I, I see here. It's not something I particularly want to face because I only have 10 activations, but, uh, I feel like I have answers for all, most of that stuff. So, uh, we'll see. I'm really excited. Um, uh, the, so the only Republic player in my pod is playing, um, oh, hang on. Having a little bit of trouble pulling this list up here. Hmm. Um, oh boy. Um, I'll just skip that for now. <laughs> I'll go to the other separatist player, uh, blood tyrant. He's playing an 11 activation, uh, mall B2 list. So I'm pretty familiar with something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the T series. He's at seven eighty six. Uh, so a pretty pretty nice bid. Obviously, outbids me. Um, his T series has aggressive tactics. Maul has pretty much the standard uh, saber throw, force push, tenacity. Um, three B ones. The B ones are naked. Uh, no upgrades there. 
Uh, or I'm sorry, they have the extra B1 battle droid for five points each. So uh, that's inter- it's interesting. Um, then he has three B2s uh, all loaded with Haas and T-Series droids. Um, Maul's DRK-1 Sith probe droids. Um, a sn- and uh, finishing it out with a sniper strike team. So that's not something I'm surprised to see at all. Uh, Maul B2s have done really well in the local, in like the larger events lately. Um, it's a, uh, when you put blast on, uh, on those large die pools, it's a uh, really good and consistent. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then I have two Imperial players, uh, in this pod here. Uh, the first one, uh, funky white boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh 11 i'm not gonna laugh at the list because this is actually like really interesting i don't i don't know how i feel about it um he's got agent callus with uh environmental gear and his j19 bow rifle uh general veers with improvised orders and electro binoculars um uh, i really you know electro binoculars really good buy on veers there get you three aims um he's got this is where it gets really interesting um he's got two snow troopers both with flamethrower and extra snow trooper uh, i haven't seen them used a whole lot lately um but yeah then he's got two more snowtroopers with flamethrowers and they have the fx9 medical droid wow. so there's a yeah there's this a whole a quad lot. snowtrooper list yeah it's i don't know how to feel about activation. it um i think yeah i mean i uh, i don't I don't have a lot of like they they're not quite as effective against Wookiees as they are against like B ones or something like that or even mm-hmm. Rebel Troopers, but it's still something you got to worry about. It's still a lot of dice. Um, uh, he's got two scout, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got two scout strike teams uh, uh, with sniper <clears throat> rifles, um, and they also have grappling hooks, which is interesting. Um, I don't think it's terrible. Um, there's a lot of terrain that's a uh, that's climbable. So uh, getting your expert climber there, then being able to get into positions quickly and not having to roll for wounds is good. Um, I don't really have an answer. I don't have anything beyond range range three. So, and then he's got three E web blaster teams with the overcharge generator. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't think E webs have impact built in correct, but they do surge to crit. Yep. So uh, these are surge to crit uh, impact one. So that's something I need to be a uh, cons- little, I need to be a little wary of that. Yeah, um, that's a- yeah they can into- put a, a real beat on one of those buses. Yeah. Yeah. If they can get, yep. If they can get in a range quickly uh, and like I've, they can hang in there with that red save. So um, that's the, and then that's the build for, uh, Oh, you made fun of HH 12s as empires only impact. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so Warhawks is the, is the second Imperial player in the pod. He's running a, uh, an almost, uh, Iden three, three, three list. Uh, I am playing him coming up on Wednesday, I believe. Um, I am quite terrified. Um, Iden with offensive push and the TL 50 repeater. Uh, she does have ID 10 with comms jammer. So a loaded up Iden. Um, he has a stormtrooper with the T 21 and the stormtrooper specialist with recon Intel. Uh, two shore troopers with the T21B offensive push and recon intel, two mortar troopers, and he has three ISF with T21 and offensive push. So this is going to be a very very aggressive uh, gun line. There, all those everything's going to be outside of the deployment zone like immediately. Um, that could actually help you. 
It could. Um, I I haven't played against. Like we talked about this. I haven't played against three 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 more than once, um, and it did not go well. So this is not something that like I have uh, a lot of uh, experience uh, going against here. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm playing him on Wednesday. We've already set that up, so uh, I'll probably have a little a little battle report for everybody um, after after that game or on the next cast. So, and I'm going to go ahead and pull up uh, this last list here because the link is not working uh, on Invader League, but I have it right here. Um, so uh, a practical hobbyist is playing. Uh, he's my, he's our only uh, Republic player. He's playing uh, Captain Rex with aggressive tactics, situational awareness, recon intel, and the jetpacks. So a very heavy Rex. Uh, he's going to be able to position himself in a lot of ways um, with that jetpack. Uh, I got to be careful for the jetpack over the height two terrain and to the, uh, call me captain. Hmm. Uh, the, the, uh, Rex's partner in crime, the clone commander with vigilance, um, and a portable scanner. Um, not in, uh, I'm not entirely sure, um, w- how useful a portable scanner is here, but we'll see. Um, but vigilance there. So he's obviously focusing a little bit on keeping Rex alive with situational awareness and that. Uh, a phase one with fives and a clone comms technician with a long range comm link. Um, this is, this should be uh, interesting. There's uh, a little bit, I guess like it kind of extends the range for direct a little bit. So mm, yeah. that's something that I need to, or uh, that's something I guess I need to be aware of. Um, I wonder if that's like a disarray hedge. Yeah, could be. That's interesting. Um, then we have two phase two clone troopers with Z six and offensive push to set up that, uh, take that clankers, um, you know, as you're going to do, uh, he mm-hmm. has two arc strike teams with the DC 15 X arc trooper. And then he has another strike team with, uh, the DC 15 X and a comms relay. Um, so I think the comms relay is for these last two units. He has two ATRT laser cannons. I'm guessing he's trying to get a free order. You know, one of the free orders he gets with the, the direct and the coordinate, mm-hmm. Um, onto an ATRT, which makes a lot of sense because you really want to you want to be able to activate them when you want to. Um, I'm a little surprised there's no R2 in this list um, because R2 is really good at healing those white save ATRTs and bringing them uh, bringing a few wounds back. But uh, this is like you know clones are real sturdy. Um, they this is a list with aggressive tactics, two phase twos. This is effect they're effectively going to surge on defense all the time. So. Um, and he's obviously got a little bit of a focus on dodging with the portable scanner. So um, I'm uh, this is really interesting. It's something I got to be careful of. Um, and I have a lot of respect for ATRTs. Uh, they're really good. And these have impact. These have impact three. So, you know, that's something I got to I got to worry about with my uh, AA5s. So that's that's my that's my group. Awesome. Yeah. Well, with I that, think... should we? Uh... Oh, sorry. Like that. I was gonna say, I think uh, the play you were talking about, Nick, with that the com link and then the relay. I think that's a really, really nice way to set up the RTs for fire support. Mm-hmm. Like that's uh, next level degeneracy right there. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking for. Might to doing not, it. but, <laughs> but I do. no. no. Um, R two save me. <laughs> hey, free victory points tend to do that. Yeah. 
And uh, and before we jump over to our, our final uh, just truly excited member, uh, I will say that Nick's list that he brought out uh, playing against him in that last game was the final nail in the coffin for me playing Rebel Jank this time. Uh, he so, so thoroughly brutalized uh, my Rebel <laughs> Jank list in that game that uh, I, I jumped ship to an entirely. It only back. took me running five B2s. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike, you want to bring us home on uh, yeah. your list and group? Sure. So I'm running a little bit of a twist on the now classic Mall B2s. Um, I'm going with a T-Series droid that has Vigilance, not aggressive tactics. Maul with Push, Saber, Throw, Tenacity. Four B2s with HA and T-Series. So I'm turning it up to 11. <laughs> two, two naked B1s. One of those B1s does have a portable scanner. So I've got a little bit more of a dodge tech with Vigilance, the portable scanner, and Roger Roger. Uh, and then I round it out with a DRK probe droid with comms relay and a BX sniper team and a 21 point vid, which has got me blue player in all five of my group games. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be, that's going to be pretty huge to use my battle deck there. Yep. Yeah, Ended absolutely. up deciding to, to drop the third B one with the heavy into a fourth B two with the ha, because there's so much armor out here right now that those B ones are pretty irrelevant when it comes to shooting T 47s and buses. And I'd rather have another blast weapon and four uh, B twos really feels like a tipping point when I'm playing against Wookiees and buses because you're going to spend three to four attacks taking one of my units down, and I still have three more in Maul. So good luck. Uh, it's, yeah, impact it's pretty ten. To play against you have impact ten, yeah. like every turn. round. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's a dead T forty seven. Yes. Um, Keep, keeping I, with the theme, Mike's Mike's list is the rec- is the last list I played before giving up on Anakin Obi Wan. So <laughs> also yeah. welcome. <laughs> so i've got i've got an interesting group um i'm going to be playing against two imperialists two rebel lists and another separatist so somehow i avoided any republic which is weird i think i'm pretty happy with that i will be playing a against a 10 activation boba operative vader list um, that one actually concerns me a little bit because bounty on maul is going to be really tricky to avoid when both operative vader and boba are crashing down on him so I'm going to have to rely a little bit more on my core and playing the KG Mall in that game. Um, but being blue player and being tied on activations is going to be huge to use my battle deck and at least force him to come to me. Boba's not that scary when I can just blast him with four B2s, but Boba and Vader definitely are. Uh, he does have Saber Throw on that, so there's no Force Choke, so I feel even better about it uh, with my B2s because he can't choke out the T-Series to take two wounds for one. The other Imperialist is a 12-activation Krennic Gunline with two dobacks and two full scout trooper teams that don't have heavy weapons. So I'm a little curious as to the how this list is going to function. There's two shores in there with T21s. There's also two snows with the ion guns. So the snows with the ions are going to be a little bit of a concern for the B2s. Um, but I think I'll probably do something like send Maul after the T after the uh, the T21s and just blast the snows into oblivion with the B2s because we have the same range and I have more. Um, but that one, that one's going to be tricky as well. We're playing on the Hoth table, so hopefully I can get Maul into a pretty safe infiltrate spot there. My two Rebel lists that I'm playing against both have Han. And I didn't expect to have two Hans and one pod against me. Um, <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about that because Han essentially can't touch my B2s unless he rolls crits. Because I have armor one and I'm just going to park him in cover. So, you know. Are, are you are you saying Han against the Ha isn't a full battle? Uh, no, I expect to lose like one model oh, and then man, two shots. Oh man, that was back. terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Yes, it was. I love so, you, Keegan. <laughs> no Patreon here. Listen to us for over an hour and a half, and you get our real thoughts. <laughs> I stay above the belt here most of the times. Um, I'm playing against a Han Lando Chewie ten activation list that also has a Wookiee Warrior. Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be tricky. There's a lot of meat there, and there is a lot of Pierce. But Lando struggles shooting B twos just like uh, just like Han does with the armor one. I'm expecting to take like a wound a shot which isn't enough when I have four. Uh, and then I'm playing against a nine activation Han Chewy triple Wookiee list. That should be pretty interesting. Um, I've got a lot of practice against triple Wookiees because Nick and I play all the time. So I feel like I know how to handle that. And without the buses there to drop them forward, I feel like I'm in a, a pretty good spot. My final game yeah. is a slight mirror. I'm playing against a Cad Bane three Ha B2 10 activation list. So Essentially, instead of CAD 3 and 3 heavy B1s, I'm running Maul 4 B2s and 2 naked. So it's a little mirror there, and I'm just going to have to be careful that I don't leave Maul exposed to CAD because he does have uplink uh, ascension cables as well as his electro gauntlets. So if I get too careless with Maul, I could definitely get him stranded. So that'll be tough, and then he's a pretty easy bounty target. But I feel pretty good about the matches that I got. Um, it's not really any armor across the table, so I guess I skewed all these B2s for nothing. Um, but if I'm not shooting armor, at least I'm shooting white saves. And, uh, <laughs> Blast is I'll still just, pretty good against everything. So. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna it's send Mo really. after the red saves and just kind of blast the whites. So we'll see uh, see how that goes. But uh, it should be fun. I've got three games scheduled already for the next week. So by the time that we have our next cast, I very well might be finished this with guy. the group. This guy. <laughs> Mike's, hey, Mike's, Mike's highly incentivized because he's also uh, wrapping up. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, Steam League. I'm still playing in the champion circle there. We're, <laughs> we're only just like getting the semifinals rolling. So I'm still trying to schedule around that. But uh, yeah, kind of wraps up my thoughts for the pod. Should be a fun Invader League. I haven't played since season three. So it's been uh, two years off. Mm. Someone hey. has finally convinced me to come out of retirement. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> yeah it's darth nick yeah basically just badgering me pulling all the strings <laughs> yeah it's me well we appreciate you guys hanging out with us for the last uh it's really only like an hour and 15 minutes so not as long as i thought it might be yeah but both my jokes were terrible uh, but... they were but you know <laughs> one bad dad joke per kid so we're we're right online yeah, there, it is. there it is yeah. <laughs> but uh if you guys have any questions or any uh you know, feedback about the about the lists, about Invader League, about anything that we talked about today, please feel free to reach out as always. Um, once again, if you would like to come on Turn Zero Lists, we've got a little bit of a stockpile going on. So if you would like to get a recording in, it's going to be about like a two-month turnaround time by the time that the episode actually drops right now. But, you know, mm-hmm. please or, please yeah, feel for... free to to reach out. We'd be more than happy to, uh, to have you on. Yeah. Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Yay, Invader. S- Good luck, have fun. The, uh, single eliminations Bring on, on stream because I'm not making it. <laughs> Bring on the yeah, spider we'll have to get that streaming rig set up. <laughs> now, Bring Pat, on. thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks oh, yeah. again to LJ. And uh, we will see you guys in a couple weeks.